Welcome to <laughs> Welcome to the I'm Time podcast. Hello. Uh, D-Day H-Hour. My name is Travis Heim. I'm Emma Heim. And we are I'm Time. Do we say it at the same time? We are, are Heim Time, time podcast. podcast. <laughs> um, that was planned. Thank you for uh, watching. Um, so this is a new new avenue for us. Um, a little nervous, a little interesting, but, um, what, what are your goals, uh, for the podcast? I'm here to party. Okay. Great. <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> uh, just, I mean, I think, uh, to the public, we're very much like those are the Himes of Heim barbecue. And I think there's other sides of us that we would like for the world to Not know. Barbecue. Related. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, we, we do other stuff, so let's talk about it, and then we, we can don't also. Do that much stuff, we don't but. really, <laughs> but we don't like smoke a brisket at home every day. No, no, we don't do um, that. But like you know, just kind of share more about ourselves, and then I think your goal is to bring in some people that are going to add to that. You right. know, make it interesting. Some local uh, guys and gals, <laughs> said chicks. Yeah, I think. Um, the, the goal for this more than anything was just to be kind of a funny thing that you could listen to while you're yeah. working or something else. Um, we're big fans of uh, a ton of podcasts. Everyone and their brother, it seems like, is starting a podcast. So, um, you know, we thought, why not? This is something we talked about for a while and then yeah. we never really did anything with it. Um, Taking the leap. Yeah, I mean, whatever. And if it's just, you know, my grandmother listening, then that's fine. You know, at least, we have, one, <laughs> at least we have one um, <laughs> person listening. So, um, but yeah, but so, you know, the, the goal is we'll talk, you know, food, we'll talk music, we'll talk sports, um, try to stay away from politics. Yeah, right? no. <laughs> I'm not, but, not um, really interested. Yeah, bear trap, but. Um, yeah, have some friends on that are local small business owners, musicians, all that type of stuff and, and just kind of roll with it. And so, um, you can, you can find us Heim time podcast, just like it's spelled up here, um, on Twitter, we're going to do an Instagram. Yeah. Um, we're starting a Patreon. We're kind of still figuring that out, but, um, that's patreon.com slash, uh, Heim time podcast. And then two on that, we'll have, uh, the normal podcast will be available ad free. Um, if we can get some sponsors, you know, we'll see how that goes. <laughs> but, um, uh, then, you know, you don't have to listen to that, I guess. But then, um, two, there's an option, you know, we've done some YouTube videos mm -hmm. like, uh, you know, how to properly slice a brisket, a little you know. budget, but well, but it looks great. Yeah, you know, you did fine. a great job on it. And, um, uh, <laughs> thanks. So, um, to the goal is, you know, we'll have some more directed stuff on there of, of different recipes and different, you know, whatever, literally whatever. Sky's the limit yeah, here. Whatever, uh, you know, we're, we're, we're open. So, um, any ideas too? shoot us a, a message, Twitter. Yeah. So we have whatever. some questions today that we're going to go over, which were people, um, from Twitter that asked. Nice. And so we'll talk about that. And so Sweet. I had to screen a couple of them, you know, some of them yeah, were uh, terribly productive. But, <laughs> Twitter's uh, are, you just never know what you're going to get. Yeah. We're trying to stay away from big 12 football, you know, I think okay. is in general, um, unless we want to talk TC football, which I'm, I'm here for. I mean, it's a big part of our lives. So <laughs> it's a big part of our lives. If anyone follows Heim Twitter. Um, yeah. And so, so Heim barbecue, um, 
you know, if you don't know, that's uh, restaurants that we own here in Fort Worth, and we're very proud of that, and that's yeah. awesome. Um, but we don't really want this to be about that, which probably doesn't make any sense. But this episode will have a lot of yeah, restaurants, we'll barbecue, and how we got started. You know, that's uh, you know, whatever. We'll we'll do it because that's that's what it is. But but more than anything, I think too, like. Um, one of our first episodes will be Grady Spencer from Grady Spencer yeah. and the Work. Um, one of our, f- our friend, but one of our favorite musicians. Um, and so, too, people like that, especially nowadays that have been, you know, with, with COVID mm-hmm. struggles and ruining live music industry and everything, right. um, you know, everybody's affected by it, but especially small business owners, uh, artists like that, um, and just kind of get their feedback. What are they going through? Talk about um, you know, what their favorite Chick-fil-A sauces are. Like I'm here you know, for that, man. Stuff, so. that's, that's important. Yeah. We need to know that stuff. Yeah. And I think too, <laughs> you know, a lot of, I mean, everybody's affected by it, but too, you know, Instagram and social media are always kind of like, it's, it's not what it is. You know right. what I mean? There's always like, uh, it's, it's like the, the better version of what's going on <laughs> or just, uh, you know, like everybody who posts, Oh, I'm on vacation all the time. Obviously not now, but it's like, you're not really on vacation all the time, but what are you projecting? That's what you want. So, you know, with us, it's like, we're, we're trying not to be, you know, depressive, you know, doom and gloom on yeah. our social media. Yeah. Cause it's not, everybody's you, gone through it. How but, do you make people happy? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but two, I think, you know, the point of, talking with business owners, other stuff and really like, okay, what's, what's really going on? Yeah. You know? I mean, we're, we're all kind of in this together, but you know, peeling back the layers of, you know, things aren't reality. Right. Yeah. And, um, but like also have just fun. as sad as possible. Yeah, I was going to say, just want to make this, this sounds sad a little sad, but <laughs> all, you know, I mean, that's so true. But then also with a, you know, a hint of fun and jokes, a, a dash, a dash, you might say, you can you give me the measurement, sir? Are a you going to do your Julia Childs impersonation? <laughs> Julia Childs. <laughs> um, so thank you, Julia, for being with us today. Um, <laughs> I don't know why it's one of my favorite things she does, but uh, just give me a white claw and it'll be better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We um, we're we're happy to be here in the Nexim Creative Studios. Yeah, uh, our friend Paul. Um, oh, nice. He's, he's already got the white claws back there. Oh, nice. Um, but we, this is something we've talked about like literally two years ago. Yeah. I wanted to, you know, do some kind of podcast video thing and put it up on Facebook and all that. Mm-hmm. And then of course never did anything, you know, with well, it. Well, we've been busy. We have been busy. <laughs> um, yeah. And so, you know, so uh, we're thankful for Paul kind of helped uh, get get this all set up, get us in gear. Yeah. Um, so we got the studio here where we can hang and and uh, hopefully do more of this and, you know, ex- expand on that. But um, we're excited to be here. So. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Let's roll. Let's roll. Let's do um, it. Were you going to say anything? Oh. <laughs> no, I'm always here though. <laughs> He's always listening. Um, so yeah, so you know, we said kind of why we're doing the podcast. We do have some notes that we're reading, but um what what are your goals for the podcast? You just asked me this. So let's move on. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Am I right? So let's move on. Okay. Um <laughs> and we do have some questions from our uh, beloved Twitter followers. Um <laughs> That we'll, that we'll go over, but what, um, who are you? I am 
Emma Heim. I am co-owner of Heim Barbecue and Catering. Yeah. If you ever need catering. Yeah. Um, I have been married to Travis Heim for almost 10 years. Wow. Coming up on 10 years, which is nuts. We met in junior high at church. Yeah. Before you were a bad kid. Or maybe right <laughs> in the middle when you were a bad kid. Um, and uh, what else? I've, uh, I've, well, well, I raise a dog. You, you do. We do have a dog, Frank, <laughs> who is almost ten years old. He's almost ten. I know. Um, he's fluff, he's doing great. Nugget. Yeah. He sometimes will poop on the patio, which is weird. Yeah. I still don't understand that. Yeah. We have a beautiful. Must backyard, be comfortable. Uh, with Bermuda grass that you know we we take good care of, but still, it's uh, <laughs> that's his deal. If that you know, everyone's <laughs> everyone can you know kind of do his twenty twenty whatever. Um, so you are a co-owner of Heim Barbecue. Right. Yeah. What, um, That's my main, my main gig, <laughs> I guess you could say. Your main gig among, among uh, I am currently yeah. actually, my, am I officially chief marketing officer of Heim Barbecue? So, slash uh, a million other things, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, slash OCD runner of all things, yeah. but, um, that's my main, I guess you could say if there was a title, it would right. be co-owner and then CMO. Right. So, um, I, I do all the social, all the social okay. media, so you could yeah. say, except Twitter. So if you follow us on Twitter, yeah, King over here, what did I call you? Tweet God. Tweet I think. God, I think, um, which is, uh, you know, and I like, appreciate that. sometimes I tweet, but it'll be like, Hey, we have raw briskets for sale. Something um, uh, business related, usually which is kind of the opposite of what I yeah, do. Yeah. And like I asked you that the other day, I was like, you know, this is, we have a lot of followers. This is a good platform. Do you post business things or do you just like do stuff about football or jokes, jokes or what was you know, my response? You said jokes, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> football. Um, yeah. I mean, that sounds about right. Okay. But yeah, I mean, you have the Instagram, Facebook, Instagram, all stuff Facebook, and, um, all the fun stuff. And now, um, and, and, you know, we talk about that a lot as business owners, but like, it's free. That's awesome. Oh, Social yeah. media. And so now we're up to 32,500 mm -hmm. Instagram, not to be precise, yeah. but, um, I mean, I know the exact number. <laughs> so you have like a counter. I do. You can look on off. the insights. Um, <laughs> on Instagram yeah. and Facebook and all that. And Which is so cool that you guys follow us. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, that's like literally our marketing. So we had a PR company for like a hot minute and we decided we didn't even need it because it's just so easy to do it yourself on, on, on Instagram and all that. So yeah, thank no, you guys. No offense, but yeah, it's, you know, especially for us, you know, we have the two locations, soon to be three locations. Mm -hmm. And two, I think, you know, not to get too into the business side of things, but um, controlling your message. And yeah, like, what are I'm we trying to, you know, what are we trying to say? What are we trying to, you know, who we are and stuff. And it's, you know, you get in a room with some PR people and they're like, what about if we did a parade or what if we, did, you know, mm -hmm. and you're just like, this has nothing terrible, to do with terrible idea. who we are or our business or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so too, so we open our a food truck February of 2015 um, and then now five years, a little over five years later, have 30,000, whatever, like, how do you, how did that happen? Oh man. 
Well, these are interesting questions. First Thank of all, you. you just have to post detailed things about what you have, your menu, all that stuff, make it look really good. But then also you want to target um, some larger, what are they called? Accounts, Inf influencers, influencers yeah. um, that'll repost your stuff. I think, was it like a year ago, we got reposted by, I believe, Old Row right. on Instagram. Just like a bar it was a video. Kind of thing, yeah, yeah, it was a video of uh, brisket slicing, which they, you know, likened it unto porn. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but uh, it was really funny. Brisket and porn, so, I think, was the, yes. yeah. And so, uh, anyway, we got a ton of followers off that, but... It's just little things like that. The, the Fort Worth Visitors Bureau just um, sponsored us on infatuation, which is a huge, I think they only, almost have like a million followers. So things like that are, are how you get out there for sure. But kind of, you know, um, not really a collab, but just kind of like, you're no. like, oh, this is, you know, this brand or this type of thing appreciates what we do or whatever. And so mm -hmm. you're kind of just posting. And two, I think that's it. Like, you know, one thing that I've seen that you've been really successful with is will uh, somebody will come to the restaurant, they'll do an Instagram where they have a ton of photos or a video or something. And then we'll take that. You'll take that. I don't do anything. You'll take that. <laughs> and then um, repost it with like a different mm -hmm. caption or something or some info. So too, like that connects the person, yeah. you know, more because yeah. they're like, oh, this is awesome. This is, you know, um, take a good photo. You might see it reposted. <laughs> yeah. But but it's like people, you know, if they're posting a thing, then it's like, I like this. I want people to see that I'm here, that yeah. I'm eating this or whatever. And um, you can share it and then, you know, it we'll grows. repost or whatever. And then they're stoked about it. They're yeah. like, oh my God, I'm barbecue shared my um, you know, my thing, um, on Twitter, usually I'll just, you know, uh, harass people, you know, if they you don't have a say. different opinion. No, I'm just kidding. So um, what do you do, sir? What do I do with social media what? or no, just, no, no, in no, general? just in general? Um, Who are you? I don't know. Who um, are you? <laughs> I don't, I have no <laughs> idea. Um, I think that's, you know, and, and two will do barbecue classes and other stuff, you know, recently and, we were talking in one the other day and it was, it was like my, my role has changed so much. A hundred percent. Yeah. And, and both of yeah. us, but now, you know, when, when all the COVID, you know, was really bad and stuff and we're like, God, we might have to lay some people off or furlough or whatever. It's like, we have a hundred, over a hundred employees mm -hmm. and we're about to hire a ton for Dallas. And then too, when you, think about their families and oh, think about everything else that's involved sad, yeah. and, and all of that. It's, it's, um, it's crazy. And so it's, you know, am I in the smokehouse every day cooking brisket? No. I mean, everybody wants to think that and you know, that's how it is, but, um, you know, I can't, I can't yeah. do that and do everything else and, and all of that that's, um, that's involved with our business now and everything we have going on. But, um, I'm, I'm heavily involved more than anything with the smokehouse. Of course, you know, I don't yeah. really mess with, you know, front of house or, or, you know, catering side of sales things or this or that. That's, that's more your ballpark mm -hmm. on top of, on top of everything else. But, um, you know, where it's, there's, there's not a ton of creativity, uh, you know, for those guys, it's, this is how we do things. Right. And, you know, the goal is consistency more than, more than anything. And when, you, you know, no offense to a burger place, but if you're doing burgers or something like that, 
you know, it's maybe it's a little easier for us. You know, we really wanted to do, um, you know, what you could call craft barbecue or Mm -hmm. something like that, but scale it, you know, to where it's accessible to where you don't have to stand in line for three hours. You don't have to, you You know, know, I got a question about that. Okay. Why don't we sell out at noon? Yeah. Here we go. Here's a long, (laughs) a long answer. (laughs) What's, what's your thinking? What what about the lines and whatnot? I think, um, and so my opinion too has changed a lot, you mm-hmm. know, I think since we started, because, uh, you know, people for the most part don't know the whole story. I mean, the the OG, you know, Heim P1s. Yeah, the Hattie ones, Streeters. The Hattie Streeters. Yeah. Uh, you know, they know the the whole deal. Meat Club. Meat Club members. Meat Club um, originals. Pop-ups. But we... Uh, we opened the food truck with a hundred dollars in our bank account and we had no, Same. no money. And, uh, it was a terrible way to open a business. You know, it's like not, I don't recommend that. Um, but at the time it was just kind of like, I had been laid off. You, you still had a good job mm-hmm. working, but it was like, let's go for it and follow yeah. our dreams and what we're Take passionate the leap about. Of faith. And, and I had had some experience we had had experience from doing our, our uh, pop-up dinners, Teeny Meat Club, mm-hmm. cooking with a bunch of really talented pit masters in Austin and some other places. And, you know, it was it was cool. And so when we opened, it was kind of like, we're just, we just need to like pay our light bill. Right. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like and no we're joke. Not, we're, um, we're just trying to make it by. And so um, it was awesome. But, you know, within a month or two, we, uh, we were... Filling the smoker we had as full as you could possibly do. Is like it 500 many, it's, it's really like a, it's not a 250. I think it was too really? small. It was like in between a 250 and a 500 um, that my uncle welded together back in the day. And um, so we're pretty small. You could Workhorse, put, man. Yeah. That you, thing was awesome. You could put like eight briskets in it, I think was tops. And then I got to the point where I kind of extended the shelf and did a thing so we could do like nine briskets, 10 briskets and a couple pork butts. Yeah. Cause that was um, with other meats on there. Yeah. And then, yeah, not yeah, just brisket. And then that's a whole nother thing. But so very quickly into us being open in the food truck, once people, you know, heard about us and, and we got more popular, we were selling out right. and we were selling out before we even opened. And we would have customers that were awesome. A lot of those customers still come today. Um, to our restaurants mm-hmm. who um, would show up and and it got to the point where we we have to put a sign out because we could f- we could serve 50 60 people I think yeah. with just the first smoker yeah um, and so it's kind of like if you're past this person in line you know I need you to tell everyone else that they're not going to get food so, <laughs> if they show like up. so much to ask for that kind yeah, of soul oh God, that would do terrible. that for us yeah. a different person every day thank you if you ever held the last man standing sign <laughs> and people would pass the sign you remember yeah. and we're like you can't do it like, I'd that's have to go point. out and be like yeah, I'm so yeah. sorry you can't do um, that <laughs> but so again I'm a long way around answering your question and then we were like and then it, and then it became people were showing up seven in the morning yeah to, to wait until 11 until we could open and that's cool or whatever but um <laughs> i i just don't I, I i just don't agree with that philosophy and so we were literally like if you give me another smoker we'll cook more barbecue right like we have zero dollars every dollar that we're making 
we're buying dog food and reinvesting into this business. We are, yeah. And we had uh, a 99 two-door uh, Honda Civic. Dude, yeah, rest, best car rest I've ever peace. had. Um, rest in peace. Yeah. Probably still going somewhere, honestly. <laughs> Metallic green with yeah. the rims, kind of like Fast and the Furious rims. Yeah. Um, the were was awesome. Paid all cash for it. But uh, straight <laughs> cash. But we, uh, yeah, it was, it was, you know, it's not, this is not like our business philosophy. We, we would love to be able to pay our bills and do more. And, um, luckily we got another smoker, um, from a friend that let us kind of borrow his. So then we sort of doubled in capacity and the next day it still, it didn't matter. Still sold enough. out. And, um, which was great and, yeah. and awesome. But, um, you know, at that point then, maybe a hundred, 120 people we could serve. And we were Dude, doing and we that. did the, uh, the Kickstarter. Remember that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It was th- for a thousand gallon that we bought from Aaron Franklin. <laughs> we did. Yeah. Drug it out of his farm. Um, and, uh, and the trailer. Yeah. So and the trailer. the trailer, but, um, we got a thousand gallon tank and then had, I, I don't think pallet smart still around. Are they pallet smart? Ugh, I'm not sure. But the guys at Pallet Smart, um, super awesome. They kind of welded a smoker to our design. But that was a Kickstarter that we raised. Yeah. And it was like, I think like 7,500 was what we were um, going for. And we set the Kickstarter up and then we hit that in. In like hours. Yeah. Like, like two hours. hours or something. Yeah. I remember driving to Benny Keith, Will Call, and I think you called me and were like, have you seen the Kickstarter? This is insane. And, so um, insane. So then, so then we got you know, that tripled, quadrupled what we could cook. And that was kind of, I'm um, jumping ahead, but back to your question, I guess, to me, philosophically, restaurants are for the people, right? right. Like People business, not food. And you feel differently if you're a chef, probably. Mm-hmm. I'm not a chef. I don't consider myself a chef. You know, I think, um, but, but to me, the, what I saw, and there was a bunch of instances that kind of, um, shaped this idea, but, you know, we're, we're not, you know, it's cool and it's ego or mm-hmm. whatever, like, oh man, we got the longest line and people right. wait, whatever. You're not, you're not serving your customers well nope. in, in doing that. And you're not, um, you, you know, it's, it's exclusive. It's I not, agree. it's not inclusive and. You know, it was me and you, and then we had a guy, Rowdy, that we hired, and that was our only employee. And so the three of us, you know, literally doing everything we could to cook the most food, to do all that, and it still wasn't enough. And so when we, you know, got uh, uh, investors to open on uh, Magnolia, open our first restaurant, you know, going into it, the idea was, and this was like novel for (laughs) craft barbecue Mm -hmm. at the time, but... We want to have a bar. Yeah. We want to have craft cocktails. We want to have drinks. We want to have a thing where you can come and just sit, whether or not you care about barbecue. We want to have other stuff on the menu that's Mm -hmm. not just, you know, barbecue to where, too, especially if we sell out, we have something else that we can offer people, you know, whatever. Because we're keeping the doors open regardless if there's a sellout or not. Yeah. (laughs) And it was, it was, it was wild ass when we started and and we were selling out still at, at Magnolia, but the idea was, you know, we're in this business to make people happy. Yeah. And I'm passionate about barbecue. You're passionate, I'd say, about barbecue, but you're more yeah. passionate about 
you know, hospitality, people. making people happy. Mm-hmm. Um, that's where you get, you know, your energy and, and I don't, but, um, but, <laughs> you know, that's why we're a good team, babe. <laughs> yeah. But, um, just the idea of, okay, you know, people that I really respect, Aaron Franklin, Wayne Miller, Louis Miller, you know, all those guys, yeah. um, and, and what they do and kind of, you know, we wouldn't be here without those guys and, and everything. Um, and there's a million other people that I didn't just name, but I should, but the point was, can we do that level of barbecue, but can we do it all day? Yeah. Can we do it seven days a week or six days a week or whatever, um, to where it's not just a one, two day a week thing, just open for lunch. You got to stay for three, four hours. You got to do all this. Um, I think this, that, that was a goal from the beginning, like the food truck. We, we were begging start, to be able to cook more. It started yeah. out as, yeah. you know, like you said, like we're trying to keep the lights on, mm-hmm. you know, not making real money. And then it turned into where it was almost like a disservice. Yeah. And I, and I, you know, thinking back on those days, there's people that would come and like make a day out of it. And it was yeah. like the sweetest thing. So cool. So yeah, yeah. cool. Bring your like whole fam. The kids are running around throwing a football and like you're waiting in line with like a Bloody Mary. And it's Just awesome. Like it was, yeah. yeah. I mean, like <laughs> that's a good freaking sad yeah. day. Yeah, yeah. But it was also like this sense of we were falling short as restaurant tiers or whatever we are. We weren't servicing our community as well as we could. And so that's where the drive I think came, you know, from the food truck to mags to Mm -hmm. Riv. It was like, how do we do it and make it better, make it more accessible. And then, and, and, you know, I'm getting ahead, but like following us currently, we've got Dallas like legit on the horizon in like a couple of weeks, hopefully, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the date is, but, um, coming soon. That's a different area, different city yeah. metroplex still, but it's, it's broad. Mm-hmm. And so I think, I don't know, I'm the same. The lines are cool and nothing against anyone yeah, that yeah, has for lines. Sure. Yeah, yeah. It's just for us. And in a lot of places, um, a lot of places have to do that. You know, and a like lot, a lot, a lot of, places, of, I still see on like social sometimes that people like almost, I don't think have still come to either of our shops because they think there is still this huge, massive line, which there is. We still see it. Somebody the other day wrote something. Yeah, yeah. there is still a line. That's like how we do our service. But the goal would be 20 minutes and less, I would say. Yeah. Not even 20 minutes. I mean, ideally, you know, it's, and that's the, the river is 7,500 square feet. River. And it's a huge patio and all that. And so, um, Jumping ahead too, that was like, you know, it's all, all by design to where, exactly. you know, can we do that level of barbecue, but can we provide the other stuff with the bar, with all the other, you know, things and, and, and to like a place that's in, you know, East Texas or something like I think of um, our friend, Stephen Joseph, you know, there he's doing awesome barbecue. Yeah. You put that place in Dallas, Houston, whatever, it's going to be one of the best. You know, he's he's limited on hours because mm-hmm. there's not a lot of people in Jefferson, Texas, you know, and so. Um, I love that guy. Yeah, he's awesome. Salt but of the earth for sure. Not, you know, not knocking anything anybody's doing, but I think, too, for me, you know, and honestly, one of the biggest deals, um, you know, and this is going to bother me probably bringing it up, but my, we, we closed. And so there's a lot of places, too, you'll see closed, you know, that are have one employee or two employees mm-hmm. or whatever. 
we closed down because my grandfather was in hospice. You remember right, this? Yeah. And uh, my grandfather's father figure to me is one of the reasons I love barbecue, all that stuff. So um, we closed down to be with them, and the um, I got a, a Facebook private Facebook message mm-hmm. if I remember. Private Facebook message for somebody that I don't know, um, basically telling us how much uh, we suck and how terrible we were and how awful uh, they've tried to come to the restaurant three to four times. It was this older gentleman. And, uh, you know, we're terrible. There's a stupid business model and all this. Can't believe you guys would close. I have to blah, blah, blah. Everything the worst. Um, And I love the ribs at this place in town. And so I'm going to keep going there because I can always get them wherever. And um, that was the line. That was was my line. Crossed it. But I mean, even from. But we closed because we had to go be with family because it was not great. I received that message sitting next to my grandfather's deathbed. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And that was so impactful in, in a lot of ways. Um mainly because I think that was the line. And we've talked about this where we see a lot of these guys that are newer business owners or something like that, who, um, post a negative review. Do you believe this guy? Like they'll right. post a negative review, like whatever, you know, do you believe this guy said this about my food it's or about dude, my man. business or whatever? And that's how we were though. We were, it we started were so, like that. I am so such a different mindset now yeah, on that. Because you're so, and, and even now we feel this way, but like I'm saying, this is the line, how my mindset has changed that at that point, you really are every single customer that comes in. Like, I need you to like this place. I need you to tell other yeah. people like our life depends on like our rent I mean, or everything. Depends so on true. It. And, and you take it personally, man. Mm-hmm. And we, there was a guy, I still remember that guy that like, we didn't have sauce. We were out of sauce and he gave, and literally he walked away and I go, we're going to get a one star on Yelp. I guarantee you. And six hours later, he, he gave one us a one star on review about, uh, how we suck and everything. That was when I was hand making sauce every single day, like gallons, gallons, gallons of sauce every day. But, but I guess my point is like, you know, that, that was the line for me of, this person is so upset and they're so disappointed that they can't get our food. And I'm not trying to placate him or trying to saying that this is why, because this one, you know, old asshole, um, you know, was sent me a rude message, but you're that upset that you can't get what we're selling. I mean, that's the, that's like the runway, bro. Like that's where you take off. Yeah. (laughs) Cause like, that's where we were like, then we just need to do this. Like we yeah. got to, like, we're all in at this point. If yeah, we went yeah. away, it's not an option. Right. And so, I, and, and again, you know, and I've talked about this a couple of times, but it's like, I'm not, I don't want to cater to that person, you know, cause he's a piece of gar piece of human garbage. I just want to make that clear. <laughs> but um, I'm sure he's listening to your yeah, prime probably, time podcast. Know, probably <laughs> looking in my windows at home oh, right great. now. <laughs> Um, but the, the, the point was of just, what are we doing? This is, this is great. And we're, we were having success, but we were literally killing ourselves working. God knows how many hours and everything we could. And, um, that was kind of the start of where we were looking at, okay, let's open a restaurant. Let's do some other stuff. But, but I guess my point, and this is again, why I can never answer a question straight, but 
I don't want, I don't want to be what that guy thinks we are or we were, you know Un- what I mean? Unattainable. Just the, the ego, oh, the ego yeah. that you would have to, oh, you guys only you're open when I, and it, and you cause know, we're not, that's what you, I guess you could say we were portrayed that way. Like, oh, this food truck is so rare, but like our goal and our heart and our joy was to serve and to give yeah, and to, to be able to yeah. give that food to people. And then when you have that reaction, right. you're almost like, wow, dude, that goes a- completely against what I've been pushing for sure. and my passion. And it, it breaks you down over and time. And two, it's, that's not who we were. No. That wasn't our goal. And no. so again, that's why it was impactful. And I just want to make it perfectly clear that guy's a piece of garbage. <laughs> but, um, you know, for me, it was, you know, you know, it's awesome. Our goal is to sell out of food every day, but to do it at like 830 at night. Right. And that's very, very hard to do. You and know? when you're out of barbecue, you got Heimburgers, chicken wings, you got other corn stuff. Dogs. You got any? Yeah, we're the corn dog kings now. Apparently, you know, I, I don't know. I don't want to sound like because that kind of sounds like we're like, oh, that food truck or whatever. But it's not. I wouldn't say that. Would I do it again? No. But uh, it's hard work. It's man. the hardest work I've ever work. ever done. But I would say, I'm I'm so thankful for it. Yeah. I mean there's no possible way we could have built the following. And like, you know, earlier we were talking about followers and social media and that's where it started. I mean, I mean, if you go back, it's still the same Instagram. If you go back, it's like some budget photos that we have on there that are like, you know, us cooking in our backyard or whatever, but it all set the foundation for where we are today. And you can't ever, like it's the most in, how do you say invaluable? Valuable, valuable, valuable. Yeah. Invaluable. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> that uh, sounds right. Thing Paul, ever. Invaluable, valuable. You got any invaluable? Maybe. I don't know. Um, we, <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree. And so I think that's, you know, do we want to sell out? Yeah, that's awesome. But I think, you know, our goal and what we talk about with managers and, and everything, and we're getting in deep. Dude, this is deep touching this, the feels, honestly. Um, is... We want to create restaurants that are as inclusive as possible. Our goal is excellent food. You know, it used to be excellent barbecue, but now we do all this other stuff. So it's excellent food. Whatever we do, if we serve coleslaw, I want it to be the best coleslaw. If we serve a corn dog, I want it to be the best corn dog we can do. Um, But we want to pair that with gracious hospitality. That's a Danny Meyer term. Um, Sponsor us. Please. Yeah, he'd, that'd be awesome if he'd come <laughs> oh, on. Oh, Danny, My come wild, on. Wildest dreams. <laughs> um, but yeah, so so anyway, what's, you know, it's it's cool. And I think there are times where um, you have to do that in, in places that have one employee or it's, you know, husband and wife team and you're doing it and you're starting out, you know, it is what it is. But um, I, I think to every time I've seen where people become successful or whatever, then you, you you can't do it. You can't keep up because if oh, you just well, keep yeah. doing it that way, you're building, you're growing, and all that. But you're just you're almost you know new customers and people that are interested can't they can't get it. I they mean, we anything. talk about that a lot. Yeah, and uh, and you touched on it earlier about how our roles have changed. Yeah. you know, we're I'm not baking potatoes personally every single day, hand mixing, and I'm not pudding. cashiering. Yeah, <laughs> I'm not. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so what's the line then? Cause I think that's yeah. the hard part of 
so when did you feel comfortable kind of so that's what i was gonna ask you (laughs) uh when when do you feel or like at what point do you know that you're still like overseeing everything you're still guiding gentle pressure danny meyer um we're still just like the bosses basically but at watching cameras point, every time we're not there. <laughs> Hawkeye. My staff needs to watch this. I, I do have all of the cameras <laughs> on my phone. Um, but like what point do, are you okay with saying like, I can't do this every single day because I think it still goes back to like the line. The potential is so much greater than me holding the reins on this cashier drawer every single day mm-hmm. that like, I need to focus on the big picture things mm-hmm. and, the possibilities. And I think that's where you and I have like been able to be successful Yeah, is because we, we do see the big picture. But what I was going to ask you too, was like at what, like, did you, and like, I probably know the answer, but, um, when we started the food truck, did you, was your goal to go into a restaurant and to be like, did you think, Hey, I'm going to have three restaurants by 2020. I think, um, yes and no, because, uh, I always dreamed from, you know, the first brisket I cooked, I was 12. Mm -hmm. And so I never, I never thought about being like working in a restaurant, opening a restaurant, anything like that really until we started doing our pop-up dinners. Right. Cause barbecue was always a huge part of my life and cooking it and, in college and high school when we got married and then we moved back, like we would do it. I would cook for, uh, church lunches and things like that. But it was always just like, a obsession of mine. It yeah. Was just like, can I make this I brisket better than last time? Yeah. And just, I want that. I enjoy this. The And, and two, this is the, the thing that's helped me become a better in business, I think. But I, what I love about what we do is, um, cooking food, you know, creating something, whether it's like as stupid as our corn dogs or whatever, those things aren't, but, um, (laughs) creating things, creating food, that type of stuff, serving it to people and then them enjoying it. Right. And I hate you get like pretty much everything. You get a kick out of that for (laughs) sure. I, I pretty much everything else I hate, um, about, uh, you know, there's just a lot involved. And so too, that's what I'm passionate about. And that's what I was passionate about back then. So, um, once we started doing the, the, um, uh, uh, podcast <laughs> pop-ups, um, once we, we've been talking a lot today, once yeah. we, um, started doing the pop-up dinners kind of things. And then too, to be honest, the biggest thing was Aaron Franklin, Yeah, like literally, cause I saw, um, when I was 12 and cooking barbecue in my backyard, trying to like, you know get my grandfather to like me, um, which he did, you know, but he loved, you. <laughs> he loved me, but, um, you know, just like, isn't this, you know, cool. He, this is what he does. You know, I'm trying to emulate him. Um, Daniel Vaughn, who's the Texas monthly barbecue editor at the time had a blog where he would just drive around to different barbecue places. Mm-hmm. I think this is when I was in college. Yeah. So this is maybe 15 years ago or something. I don't know if it was that long ago, but 
he went, I remember he went to Franklin mm-hmm. and posted about it and a whole thing. And he gave him like six stars, which was like the most he'd ever done. And, uh, I was like, this is crazy. And right. you and I had been dating. We've been dating for half of my life, but you know, <laughs> we weren't married or anything. And, uh, it was like, it's this one guy and his wife and they have a super cool hips, you know, hipster, uh, food truck in Austin. And, and that was before they were in the restaurant even mm-hmm. and, you know, whatever. And I was like, that is so, that's the life, man. Not knowing now you know <laughs> the amount of work <laughs> what that it they really put takes in and, and everything to seriously to be where Aaron and Stacy are at right now. Um but but that was like, oh wow, this is so this is like maybe something, you know, you can do and do it kind of like, you know, I mean, a lot of what we do, we try to emulate them. They open the food truck with very little money. You know, his his story is crazy of how everything they got started and stuff. And so um, you know, that, that was another kind of inspiration thing of, oh, like I could turn this maybe into a business mm-hmm. and then, um, the pop-ups were great. And then the biggest thing was when, um, we, we were able to cook with John Lewis and yeah. Rodney Scott, some other guys, Sam Jones, um, Aaron, a bunch of other people. And seeing that side of it and like, man, this is really cool. The business side of it. But then I got laid off from my job Mm -hmm. in Fort Worth and we had moved back and, you know, you really were kind of like, just go for it, you know, and try to follow our dreams of, you know, this and, um, and, and opening the food truck and that whole story. And so I, I, I think, you know, again, to answer your question with a very long answer, I, my dream was something of like, wow, we could open a restaurant. We could do something creative that's different than kind of what everybody else is doing. But, you know, the tenets are the same of really, really great barbecue with great service with all this stuff. Um, and then, you know, whether it's a God thing or whatever, where we're at now, what we've been blessed with is way more than I ever imagined. Same. And Magnolia was even like. Mags was outrageous. This is our dream restaurant. Uh, yeah. Cutest little button restaurant <laughs> I've ever seen. Still. Ugh. Yeah. But, but even that, and I know you feel the same way, but it's like just opening, like opening there, you know, some of our good friends, um. I don't know if I should say their name, but some of our good friends were the first people in line. They waited 3 a.m. They waited at 3 a.m. Popping champagne bottles at 3 a.m. Awesome. Incredible. In in line. But I remember opening the door and then you were standing there and then she, uh, Emily is her name. Emily. Came in and you guys immediately started crying. Cried. Balled my eyes out. And we're like hugging and stuff. And I'm sure everyone else in line is like, what is going on here or whatever. No, those people were... They were hardcore too. Behind yeah. the first fifty people were like hardcore. Yeah, that's time. true. But it was. But I, I guess I bring that up because it was like even in that moment we're like this is the this is as good as it'll be. Not in a negative way, but this is like awesome. It was like peak. Man. We have our own restaurant. Yeah. We you know this is exactly how it took longer than we wanted. You know all that stuff. Um, my mother works for us. We were able to you know have provide a job for her and and a bunch of other people that we care about. Um, but just that, and then that compared to where we're at now is like, there's so many other crazy things going on and all that. So yeah, I guess my point is that was like beyond what I even thought. And, you know, our, our, what we look at for growth or whatever is like, you know, a number of things, but 
one of the coolest parts about river opening the river and other stuff was, you know, Magnolia was packed. It was crazy. We felt like, okay, again, we're not serving our customers well. Like, can we open another it's the same, spot? Same as a food truck feel. How can we, and I think, and you've talked about this, but like what, you know, looking at the pop-up is like the start pop-up to food truck, to Magnolia, to river, every step of the way, I think we try to, how can we make this better? How can we like fine tune and really look at what are our customers experiencing? What are they going through? um, What's important to them? And then we make, you know, those changes. And so, um, so that leads to a number of our decisions, but, but yes, because it was literally all I've thought about for the last like 15 years of my life Mm -hmm. or whatever is opening a barbecue place in some capacity. Um, but did I ever think we would be where we're at now and, and everything going on now? Well, yeah, no, I, I agree. And also <laughs> this is probably, I don't know, but when you're, you're a food truck and you're like busting your balls just to get eight briskets out the door, like th- those issues now, yeah. those are still like, we still see issues oh, yeah. regardless of what it is mm-hmm. and the size or the amount of staff we have. So like, if you are in a food truck and you are, you know, hoping to scale it, like just keep pursuing it. If it's your true passion, yeah, because it's going to be difficult. But I would say that like, we still deal with like extremely difficult things just the same way as when we were in the food truck. Yeah. So like, don't be like, this is too hard or I don't want to do it. Or today is too much because it's, it. I guess you could say this isn't that encouraging, I guess, but it, well, it doesn't get know, easier, it's, but it's like, it's all about your passion and your drive and also helping people, serving people. You get like, I get a crazy high off of people, yeah. you know, eating our food. And I know you do too. And yeah. our staff, like, like I remember one of our, uh, uh, a, a guy that worked for us had like a really tough time, had gone through some like, you know, drugs and alcohol and stuff. And in the past came to us and we gave him a job. And, uh, I remember the, he was riding the bus. He was riding the bus to Magnolia for his shifts. Mm-hmm. And I remember one day he's like, Emma, come outside. And I went outside and he had purchased a, a little like silver car I know and it was like now. the yeah. a convertible actually. No, no, no. Oh, First okay. it was Somebody a Chevy else. Cruze. Oh, okay. <laughs> and I just remember like the joy of that. And yeah, so yeah. there's like, there's, you just have to weigh out like, man, that, that was so cool. That guy was able to purchase that because we were able to give him a job and like saw potential in him and gave him a chance. And now he's like finished law school or something right. like that. And yeah, yeah. you know, he actually left us to yeah. get back to law school. That was incredible. So it's also like those, those difficult times are kind of outweighed by those wonderful shiny times where you can see really the success in people and stuff. So, yeah. And to your point, your, your problems and your issues change, but they never go away. Exactly. I I guess that's a good way of dealing with different stuff now. And, and I think too, food truck, any kind of small business owner, especially now with COVID and all that, it just feels like, like, you know. Like I think of a wave, you're just standing the in the weight ocean of the and, just, world. and you're literally, and at that time, are we thinking about opening three restaurants doing all this? No, you're like, I got to make this banana pudding or some old man is going to yell at me yeah. you know, or something like, you know, whatever. It's, it's just, just hyper, hyper focus. And that's how you have to be. But then, 
you know, the encouraging part of that. And I think for us, part of it was being in Fort Worth, my hometown, you know, where you're from. And like, um, people in Fort Worth support. They support hard. Yeah. And they they do. And, and I think a lot of places are like this, some aren't, but you see people that are working, you see people that are really trying to get after it and, and do it and are passionate and people support that. And I Follow think that was dreams. our biggest stuff was like people come to the food truck and they're like, you know, we can barely stand up because we've been working and haven't sleeping. I'm sleeping in the bar, sleeping in our minivan that we got yeah. borrowed from your brother or whatever. It's like, um, good it's times, crazy. man. <laughs> yeah. Crazy. Um, so but keep at it if you're doing it. Yeah. I mean, seriously, it's, it's very difficult, but doable. If you have the drive. Well, I think too, the other side of it is just, um, have like a rich relative. That's, that's, yeah, I always thought we always (laughs) joked like, man, I wish our rich uncle would just write us a check for half a mil. We don't have that. So that's the other (laughs) way to 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 go a different route, (laughs) start a business, but you know, but seriously, that's, if you're passionate, that's a better way to do it. (laughs) It's have more capital. Get you where you're trying to go. Um, but yeah, yeah, it's been crazy. But I think um, any of these questions you want to go, the the one I wanted to ask you, because, you know, we were kind of talking about it earlier. Yeah. How do you deal with... I knew you were going to ask me this. How do you deal with... Because you do our social media and you do a lot of yeah. uh, all of that stuff, really. How do you deal with a poor uh, customer review or kind of a negative yeah. review? Uh, and two, I know like uh, you mean like a legit, like a legit. This like genuinely sucked, and I need you guys to know about it. Review, or you mean like crazy crazy? Whatever. I think like the corn dog thing, for example, the other day we yeah. had, we had a lady that emailed us instead of yelping or something. Which thank I you. Always, we always love to think. handle it ourselves. In so. any restaurant or small business, tell Reach the manager. Out. Tell a manager, tell, don't review or do, you know, I mean, whatever, especially in the middle of COVID, dude, but <laughs> why are you bringing this up? Cause I'm pissed about it, but I'm glad that she did it. Right. So she wrote us an email, which was awesome, but she was like, long time follower, you know, yeah, like, come to the restaurant, coming, a lot, yeah. whatever, spend a bunch of money, which I totally get, you know, if you're going out to a restaurant and you know, times are tough right now, we want it to be perfect. Um, and like, so for example, she sent a photo of the corn dog that looked like it had been cooked for five hours. Yeah. It was the worst thing the I'd ever seen. The worst ever. And I don't want to get into why uh, I want to fire everybody who was on, on shift and yeah. all that. Because that upsets me because, you know, we're, we want everything to be perfect and all that. But that should have never left the kitchen. Right. It should have never been bagged. Right. It should have never gotten into her hand to for her to take it home yeah. and all of that. But thank God she messaged us and let us know um, and, and you know, sent a photo and stuff. So we're like, oh, this is definitely legit. Like, mm-hmm. that's the worst thing I've ever seen. How how do you handle that? Well, yeah, these are great questions. Thank you. Um, <laughs> you got to listen to the person at first. So what I've learned and what I think you've learned also is like people want to be heard. Right. And so listening to someone and their complaint is like the number one thing. You don't have to talk over them. You're not trying to like correct the situation at the beginning. Um, thank them for coming. And before you get to the, the uh, like to move on from listen. Yeah. 
the, the biggest thing, and we've talked about this, is because they're upset. They're upset. And whether or not, in this case, we definitely screwed up on the corn Yeah, it was Everything the worst good. corn dog I've ever seen good. in my the life. The potato salad looked good, but this was like the worst thing I've ever seen. Um, yeah. So they're upset. They're they spent upset. spent money, you know, if you, whatever your, your business is, you know, you, you maybe, in this case, we definitely messed up. In some cases, maybe you didn't mess up. Maybe it was just someone... Those saw a situation fun. a different way than how you did. Um, but to my point is either way, whether you did it or you didn't do it, the person is upset. And so listening right. is, and at the end of the day, to, they still sent, they still spent money with us. Right. So listening is a, the biggest part and understanding their issue. Um, if you ask my staff right now, I'm big on empathy. Yeah. That's my, my biggest, um, push. My we just drive. Had a whole meeting about it. Yeah. yeah. Hospitality. You can't, in my opinion, there's hospitality, there's customer service, both different. We'll talk about that maybe one day, but empathy, you can't, you can't be successful without. And I think that's even more severe right now with COVID because yes. like, you know, we, you have people coming in with the masks and like right. anti-maskers or, right. you know, people with disabilities and how do you handle that? And so you have to almost like put yourself in their shoes. You can't just right. brush it off or be like, you have to wear a mask, blah, blah, yeah. blah. And so. Or like we've talked well, about, that person could have just left the hospital. No, they, there's. They could have had something. They could have just gotten divorced. They could yeah, have just gotten in a car terrible. wreck. They could have. Yeah. You know, you just never know what someone's going through. And so kindness and empathy goes super far. And they but, may come into the restaurant and, and already, you know, be in a bad space. Right. Or have a bad day or yeah. whatever. So even the slightest thing that maybe wasn't intentional, cashier says this, or, or we're out of a food item or something. And How it just compounds it. onto that thing they're dealing with. Yeah. Um, but empathy, yeah, 100%. But so like, and then, like in what I'm trying to get to is like, yeah. if you got a corn dog, that was so burnt and overdone and terrible looking. How would you feel? Yeah. Like, you know, it, it's yeah. it's a six ninety nine dollar corn dog. It's a delicious sausage. All that you know, we try to do the best possible. Wild Acre right. beer batter, all this stuff, and we take time on it. And so we want it to be received in that way. Like they yeah. took time on this, Perfect. and then you get right. this the worst corn dog you've ever gotten, and you're just like. How? I'm still upset about it. I, I mean, and this is hilarious that we're even talking about corn dogs, but right, it's like, whatever. how would you feel if you got that? And so when I get I'd an email pissed, yeah. or yeah. a message or something, I try to think about that. The other day, this sweet man was like, I didn't get eggs in my breakfast tacos. And I was like, how did we skip eggs on your breakfast tacos? There's two ingredients. Yeah, literally <laughs> like a meat and, and yeah. well, cheese, uh, but like literally like, yeah. come on. So it was just like, you know, in my opinion, and yeah. I'm not saying this works for other companies or businesses because I handle situations differently according to what I think my our Heim standard is trademark, but <laughs> I'm just kidding. But, um, like y you just got to put yourself in their shoes right. and then, and then handle it from there. So, yeah, so you said, listen, thank, yeah. thanking them for bringing it up. Thank yous are huge. Yeah. And then honestly, sometimes you gotta just eat crow and yeah. And take it. But then a lot of the times I've explained to people like why we do things the mm -hmm. way we do, why our brisket's going to be a little bit more pricey than, mm -hmm. um, maybe a place that has like 
400 locations and like why our techniques are different and why we use the wood we use and all of these things. And if you actually get on the same level and like under and like explain things, right. then like it actually becomes a very beneficial conversation, right? you know? So, cause I think too, that goes back to a lot of times and some people, you're not going to win. No. Right? And sometimes win, I have but, to sleep on it cause yeah. I'll blow up. <laughs> so. well, but, um, <laughs> A lot of people will will respond or review or whatever, and you, you know um, who's the pink Cadillac, Mary Kay. Yeah, Mary Kay. I think Mary Kay had a saying where it was like everyone you meet has a sign around their neck mm. saying "acknowledge me." Right, and that's so true. Um, that's how people are when they come in the restaurant, mm -hmm. and you know it may be just a guy taking his family out. And he's worked all week and he's just trying to get a meal. It may be somebody who's, you know, gone to every barbecue place in Texas that yeah. wants to compare and contrast mm -hmm. and all that. And everybody has, you know, their thing. And so it's our responsibility to try to give them the best food, yeah. the best service we can. And it sucks when you fall short. But I guess to my point of sometimes those complaints and stuff your, your response and you do a great job of this, but literally just being like, I hear you. Yes. We, we messed up. I appreciate you sending yeah. me this information. Yeah. And I mean, I've said it too, like it helps us grow it. Yeah. I mean, I want to know when my corn dogs aren't perfect. Yeah. <laughs> and that's another issue of who cooked it, who served it. Right. Right. Who, that's well, your, you know, that's your end. That's, that's the part where, um, I, I don't have empathy. I've, I've learned I have well, no that's emotions I in business. And so, um, I'm more concerned with, with how that, but I think you do a great job of it. I think to contrast, uh, our friend Jay Jerrier has another interesting Dude, we method. We got to get Jay Jerrier on yeah, here. Literally posting like you could people's bring some reviews. And, Zolis while you're yeah. here, that'd be great. Yeah. Kenny Rosso and, and, uh, they're great, but yeah, they have a, a, a different style. Um, any other questions about that? No. Uh, I mean, should we move on? Yeah, let's move on because I don't want to talk about sad this stuff. This is taking a while. I know. I'm going to cry in here. Um, let's get to the listener questions. Paul, are we good? We're good. Um, listener question. F1 talk? You don't want to talk about F1? Oh, F1. Formula One? Dude, I had it on there. My new passion. We're big fans. F1. We had some friends that uh, told us to watch the Netflix series Drive to Survive. Yeah, greatest series ever awesome and yeah. we're not necessarily racing fans we don't follow nascar no not that kind of um, but i am now but uh it's awesome it, it's there's <laughs> formula one there's 10 teams there's two drivers per team it's just Cars crazy are so dope yeah the, the the netflix thing too it's like reality tv you know it's kind of like behind the scenes whatever it has the racing and yeah all but that stuff. was just like the gateway drug to get us oh, to yeah. literally Gotta watch sucked. every sunday morning 8 a.m yeah, yeah. with coffee yeah we're watching f1 um and so yeah so if you don't know it's these uh tiny guys driving cars 200 miles an hour at these wild tracks and all this stuff. But they're like in the in, most exotic yeah, places. The best <laughs> places on earth. Like Singapore is really cool. They just did Italy. They just did the Tuscany Tus race. Yeah, Tuscany. Um, which was awesome. But uh, we're big fans. So we're going to talk about it, whether you like it or not. Who's your favorite driver? Dude, that's, a, that's really rough because, yeah. you know, I, I sometimes think about it in teams mm -hmm. and, and not just drivers. Right. You know, personally, I'm a Ferrari fan, uh, yeah, yeah. but they've, like, really let me down. 
And Lecle- is it Leclerc? Leclerc. Le- so, Leclerc. so cute. Sorry, Trav. <laughs> but he's like probably like one inch tall. But he's so yeah, cute. Can't grow facial hair. Yeah. But like that does, you know, his cuteness has no ranking on my ranks. Like it doesn't like sure. weigh I any. I mean, that probably has to factor in, but. Um, I really like them. I like Hamilton a lot. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. I'm a big Mercedes fan, but. It's kind of like watching the Yankees or something. It's yeah. like they're going to win yeah, yeah, yeah. because they, they're they the best. It's yeah. like, we're the best. What yeah. does he say in Talladega Night? It's like, oh, my God. I'm the and, best there is. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like that's kind of Hamilton, which yeah. I totally respect. I know he had, like, a difficult growing up life, didn't really yeah, come from did. much. Right, I get it. But, like, now he's making mills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Counting dollar bills. Million, I think, last year. Um, he but, is awesome, though, and, and what's cool about Hamilton, like, this this week he won and he wore, you know, a, a Brianna Taylor yeah. you know, shirt. And he's he's been he's he's the only African-American mm-hmm. or African-English. I think he's English. English, I believe, um, yeah. But the only black driver, and so he's, he's been he's leading the charge own. on that. And... That's cool to see, but um, yeah, he's it is like rooting for the Yankees a little bit. It They're is. just way better than anyone else. But um, what, what uh, was that ninetieth win this weekend for know. him? He's, I think he's got ten more. Yeah. It's like he's the probably the best of all time, but he's also in a better car than right. Anyone. Yeah, he has advantages that like yeah. let's say Williams. Sweet Williams, sweet, sweet Williams. Struggling. They're not going to have the same <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. quality. No, they don't have the budget, right? Budget's no. a big deal, which is kind of like just baseball. sold, though. Because so. the Rangers don't have the budget that the Yankees do. Right. Um, all that stuff. Their cards, it's just like the best. But was it like, I don't want to like ruin it for anyone, but like two weeks Spoilers, ago. yeah, whatever. Two weeks ago, it was like someone other than, or last week. Yeah. Last week, yeah. Mm-hmm. Someone other than Hamilton won, and right. it was, like, awesome. awesome. Like, I was like, hell yeah, yeah, this is the best. So it's kind of, That's kind of fun. both sides and, of it. <laughs> and I think, too, next year they're putting in – there's friends of ours that know more about it than we do. We just like to watch it. But um, that they're going to try to make it more competitive. So it's a little more, you know, the other the, – the lower teams actually have a chance, like Haas and Gunther. Gunther, their team. Yeah. Who's your uh, who's your favorite team or driver? Ooh, you know, I was rooting for I was rooting for McLaren right. at the That's start of the year. And a then classic. uh Lando Norris, mm-hmm. great name uh, for a driver. Like him, I like uh Carlos Sainz. Yeah. Uh, very handsome. I like Spanish his little gentleman. cousin. That's his yeah. manager. Yeah. Yeah. And if you watch the drive to survive, that's yeah. kind of too why I like him. Cause yeah. they're just cool. And, uh, uh, they did great. Carlos got, uh, P three, P two last week, I think. I and, think, yeah. um, that's a big deal. So, so I'd say McLaren, I think they're doing pretty good this year. I love Ferrari, right? I, I mean, you got the colors. I just everything. need them to up their they're game. Terrible. Um, I have a soft spot in my heart for Haas because they're the only American Gunther. team. Gunther, yeah. Gunther. Um, but their drivers are trash. Their drivers are Little so Romaine bad. Lettuce needs to get out of there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and, and two, we had talked about when things get um, a little less busy, you're going to do some training. You're going to yeah, do yeah. some racing. I'm, I'm going to, not like F1 level, but my goal, yeah. I want to be like, I want to, I want to, 
go fast. You like to go fast. <laughs> you like to drive. Um, I like to drive pretty fast. There's some place, there's some tracks I've looked up. If we ever get to go to like Vegas again, I think it's yeah. called like extreme racing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know that there's some places like local, right? but I just feel like driving race cars in Vegas sounds really fun. <laughs> sounds So awesome. I want to yeah. be like proficient in race cars for sure. I think just from uh, riding to the grocery store with you, you could do it. I think well, you have a lot of you know, <laughs> you know, I like to go faster than grandpa's. So no offense to any grandpa's out there. You guys are the best. Thanks for getting us here. Uh, <laughs> so anyway, that was F1 talk. Um, <laughs> we, I was thinking we should bring up the stars, but we don't know anything. Uh, I just know that I've been to one game one time fun. and it was the best time of my life. Very Hockey fun. games are really fun. Um, and the stars uh, won or winning? Yeah, two, three, one. So I that, think is the um, series. That was hockey talk. So let's move on. <laughs> um, listener questions. So two, um, you know, I don't know if all of the podcasts are going to be this long, you know, we're just trying to figure out what the hell we're doing for the most part, but we had some listener questions from our Twitter Heim time podcast at Heim time podcast. Please reach out to us on that. Also, um, we're, we're going to put this on YouTube. We're going to put this on some other podcast yeah. stuff. Uh, drop us a review, drop us some likes, all of those things. Um, you know, whatever it is the the kids are doing these days, you know. Um, Speaking you know, of grandpa. Us, yeah, you know, if you get on your Zanga or Zanga. Uh, MySpace, I think Paul's going to put this on MySpace for us. So um, we're excited about that. But um, yeah, reach out to us. We'll, we'll probably try to ask some questions every week or just yeah. see what people want. Um, business, barbecue, relationship advice, F1, uh, F1, uh, any of that stuff. So, um, which, which, what should we start? Don't with? do like too many barbecue questions. Okay. <laughs> Cause we just did a whole hour of barbecue um, talk. One, um, let me see. Uh, so, uh, Smexy at Smexy Mitch. Thank you for your question, sir. Um, wouldn't it be funny if all of these were just at Boner Jams oh, like nine. 69 or something? Just the worst <laughs> Boner Twitter Jams names. Yeah. Um, at Smexy Mitch, uh, first <laughs> recipe method you used that you still use today for the restaurant. Um, oh. and I like that question. You probably have a different response, but for me, um, the first uh, iteration recipe version, whatever, of the pork rub mm -hmm. that we use on our ribs, that we use on our pork butts, our bacon burn ends, uh, I, I made that when I was 13. And so me and my Isn't little brother, who was five at the time, literally like raided our mom's uh, spice cabinet. And I still remember a big giant white bowl, plastic bowl she had, and we were just kind of dumping stuff in. And... um it's changed a lot over time. You used to have cinnamon. I took the cinnamon out. I've done Ooh, some cinnamon. tweaks and stuff. Yeah, I mean, Cinnamon's whatever. overrated. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's literally almost 20 years old at this point, yeah. um, which is crazy. But, you know, a, a version of that still exists and, and we use it every day. So great question. For me now? Did you want to read one? Banana yeah. pudding. Oh, yeah. Is right. the same as it's always been. And just so I can answer this in case anybody's really wondering, because I get this a lot. There is no mix. It's all by hand. So anyway, just put that down on your journal. Um, which, but it's it's more it's better that way, I think. You know, yeah, it's not, you don't get the artificial whatever. This is for you, Trav. OK. How interested are you 
in having a team in our Fort Worth college (laughs) baseball division called Heim Barbecue. Um, And so these guys, this is on Twitter. It's some sort of local baseball uh, thing. MSCL 17. And I forget what that stands for. Um, But thanks for your question. Um, I am very interested in (laughs) having a team only to the extent of it can be a, some sort of um, Jerry Jones type of setup. What? And I'm talking about, I want to bring in, Yachts. I want to bring in some ringers. I want to bring in like the guys who got kicked out of the major leagues. Um, you know, maybe they had a drug problem, whatever. That's not a big deal for us, for our no, team. No, it will work. Um, Heim Barbecue, you know, we're more, we're, we're, we're here to win. Right. And so. Um, you know, Daryl Strawberry, if he still plays, you know, I don't know some of those type of guys that, you know, could really could get on base for us, basically. Um, very, uh, I want to be very involved with the uniforms. You know, I want to make sure we got the most badass tie-dye. uniforms. It may be tie-dye, who knows? You know, I mean, it's a that's, high chance. that's um, you know, who's to say, but that would be creative. Mm-hmm. You know, that would probably scare the other team. They'd be, you know, a little intimidated by us, but um but I'm interested, you know, I have very, very little money to put towards this, but, um, <laughs> if there's a way that I could be some sort of manager slash owner, um, you know, some, some way, as long or if as you want to pay us to bring food there. Yeah. That's another, I mean, we also need to make money. Um, so, you know, if there's, if there's a way to do that, that's great, but, um, great. Good question. Um, I do want to answer this because uh, this is our buddy R. Guerrero Jr. Ask my question is what was the biggest obstacle to becoming business owners? How did y'all overcome? Hashtag Heimtime fan. Uh, Rolando made our our logo uh, Heimtime, and then it looked awesome, very cool. Um, he also did another uh, corn dog specific logo that we'll probably use. Um, and that was awesome. But he does, if you go to RolandoGuerrero.com, um, he does logos and does a great job. And he just kind of helped us out with this. But in like a day, too. Yeah. Like he turned it around great super turnaround fast. So, time. Um, great question. So do you want to answer that for Rolando? Our biggest obstacle? Yeah. Money. <laughs> I knew you were going to say it. That's what I agree. <laughs> I agree. Yeah. What What is it? Biggest opt- obstacle to becoming a business owner? I mean, I, I know you're joking. I would literally say money. No, money. I mean, yeah. see, that's the thing. You can say I've got passion all day long, but then there's also got to be money. Right. Which, like we talked about earlier, we when the food have. truck we didn't have, <laughs> and it was Grin and Barrett mm-hmm. for sure, which is doable. Yeah, yeah. We are examples. Yeah. Of, it is doable. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, I mean, you there's just some things that you – have to have what whatever business it is whether Mm -hmm. you've got a podcast company like we're sitting here you i mean obviously things have to be purchased or you have to have um sanitary stuff to have a restaurant or a food truck or gas for a food truck or whatever it is so yeah i mean and how did you overcome just hard work i mean it just every day was trying fingers to the bone Um, and then too, like, you know, when we opened Magnolia, we, we got investors that partnered with us on our business, gave us the opportunity to still own it, control it, you know, everything, do literally whatever we want. If we want to put this on the menu, if we want to do this. And so if you, it'd be better to have that person going into starting a business, you know? Um, but if you can find people like that who care about what you're doing, 
they want to see you grow and help you get there. Right. Um, that's invaluable. I agree. Um, so yeah. Uh, Trixie Jones at Trixie Jones, 2011. She uh, tweets a lot. She's great. Um, McRib thumbs up or thumbs down. I've never, I've never, eaten a I've never okay. had one either. Paul, have you had a McRib? I think I had one when I was like nine. Okay. So and yeah. Just, I, I, they used yeah. to make McRibs back in the day, like at the school cafeteria, oh, I think, yeah. didn't they? <laughs> yeah. Probably. They had some weird stuff they had back some in very the very strange. Back like in the, the mashed day. potatoes were like just out of water. Yeah. <laughs> and they were just really fluffy and grainy. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Take just me back. Water, eggs. Those were great. <laughs> Not very memorable. Memorable. No, hey, their pizza and their like, steak right? fingers were pretty bomb. Steak That's fingers. true. That's true. Chicken fried steak day at the cafeteria was great. Um,. <laughs> I did want to answer this just because I thought it was a good question. Uh, Zero Smoking Man 2. Um, this is what he wrote, so don't get mad at me. It's now clear that government leaders don't want to give the people and small businesses a rescue bill until after the election for political purposes. That's a hell of a statement. What effect will this have on the people and small businesses across the nation? Where do we all go from here? Mm. You know, I think... Um, that's a great question. Yeah. I think the we were fortunate enough to get a PPP loan yeah. for the business, which um, without getting into too much detail, mm -hmm. we we decided not to let anybody go mm -hmm. the first part of it. And uh, as a business, we were losing 20 grand a week, 20 grand a week just to keep everybody right. employed. And that was not sustainable. But that was when, like, oh, maybe this will blow over, you know, whatever. Yeah, give and, it a month. And, uh, Here we are, what, six months later? Yeah. And so if we hadn't have gotten the PPP, PE, whatever yeah. the hell it's called, um, you know, I, I would hope we would still be in business. Maybe not. I mean, that was that was huge. That helped us pay staff and then stay open um, we still weren't making any money, you no. know, I mean, we're, we were still losing money, but we weren't losing to that extent. Um, so I know, and this is a very personal thing, but I would say that, you know, we, we talked about, well, this is, you know, if you were governor Abbott, what would you do? It's mm -hmm. like, I, I don't envy them being in that position no. and trying to make those decisions on, you know, what's best for public health, but also there's so many businesses that, um, are just completely screwed and that's terrible. Um, but I can say that, you know, stuff like that has helped. I, I still would love, you know, there's a save our restaurants, uh, hashtag. There's a bunch of stuff for, for restaurants and bars specifically that if there was some sort of thing we could get from the government to help out. I mean, yeah. I think that would, that would help. Um, but one thing, one deal that I saw said probably 90% of family owned restaurants and bars are going to close. Wow because of COVID and, uh, there's just, you can't, I mean, there's nothing yeah. you can do. 50% capacity. Like? No. Magnolia. But so our CEO at Magnolia is like 58, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Our seats in Magnolia, we have 24 seats. Right. That is, and it is the saddest yeah. thing, you know? And that CEO is not really accurate. It's not. Like we've had 80 people in there, you know, before oh, or whatever. Like probably more people in there. <laughs> um, and so too, that's when you're factoring in. There's, there's no zero sustainable way for restaurants to run at 50% capacity. No. There's just not, there's no way. And I get it. And they're trying to do everything they can to, to help. 
Um, but you know, it's, it's a slow death more than anything. And so, you know, I, I'm, I'm hoping that things get better, you know, like he said, you know, waiting till the election, who knows, you know, or like, where uh, do we go from here? Like, what do you think? Like, I think like how we used to be when we opened, how any, you know, restaurant used to be last year will never be how it is again. There's a new normal. You know, and so, and everybody's pivoting. Yeah, if you're you're you know trying to be creative right now, you're trying to pivot more takeout, dude, more to go is online. Yeah, holding on. Um, but yeah, I mean, you know, again, this is the doom and gloom podcast. But a lot of places are going to close. A lot of people are going to lose jobs. It's terrible. Mm-hmm. Um, so and, keep and going of, to them. Yeah, no, while you dude, can. I mean, that's the point. Like, if you care about a restaurant. Um, if you care about a bar, there's a lot of bars that are selling booze to go or T-shirts or merch or whatever. I mean, you know, try try to do anything you can um, to support them. You know, like with us, it's like if you're coming to our restaurant right now, you're probably struggling too. And yeah. so you're, you're making the decision to spend money, and that's huge for us. Um, it means a lot and why this corn dog thing is so upsetting because, you know, we want everything to be perfect right. every time someone yeah. comes in. Um you know, that's hard. So great question. Thank you. Um, you know, let's move on. There, there's a bunch more questions that we're not going to get to because we're, we're like an hour, uh, at least an hour, I think. Um, but we'll get into more of that. Please message us on Heim Time Podcast on Twitter, YouTube, all that stuff. Uh, review, subscribe, tell your friends, um, you know, tell your, your grandmother to share it on Facebook, whatever. Um, so we always do a restaurant spotlight. Yeah. And we're getting close to the end, by the way, if you're getting bored. Um, Restaurant Spotlight. This week's Restaurant Spotlight is very special. Might go there today. To us. And it is... Lucille's on Camp Bowie. We love Lucille's. What is Lucille's? Lucille's was our first date. (laughs) And it is the cutest building, too. Uh, First date and not only first date, but you brought it full circle the night you proposed to me. We went to dinner at Lucille's. Smart. Smart. It's so it's so cute and best martinis, man. And they give you like the little and mimosas, man. Dude, dude pint sized mimosas. <laughs> and then the martinis, they give you like this like silver chilled container that you can like continually pour yeah. your martinis into your martini glass. I like that. I like do that they, a lot. Uh, do they serve food here? Because oh, you're all on base. Uh, they have food. <laughs> what do you recommend there? <laughs> uh, my recommendation, they have a ton of really good stuff, but um, hands down, and Bud Kennedy would probably argue with me on this, but he's wrong. The best chicken fried steak in Fort it's Worth. very good. The best chicken fried steak in Fort Worth is at Lucille's. It's delicious. It's, you know, like a Frisbee um, size uh, you know, everything's you made from scratch. Gravy of man? course, dude. Extra gravy on the right. side, man. Come right. on. Like, bring me a wheelbarrow full is what I'm saying. And I then, agree. Um, mashed potatoes are great. Um, they also do their pizzas really good. You usually go pasta, though, right? Yeah, What's I'm a your, pasta, what do you get? pasta person from there. But if I'm going to give one recommendation mm-hmm. besides martini, I'm going to say the... Um, Cherry's Jubilee and the banana foster that they make in the middle of the restaurant so that you can see like flames and stuff. It's the best. I think that's on weekends only, but it's awesome. Yeah, Yeah, yeah. it is. I think it is, but it's just so, it's just a good time when you go there. And for us, obviously it's sentimental. So 
Yeah, it's sentimental. It's it's on Camp Bowie. It's in a building that's been there since the 20s, I Coolest think. Coolest building. Um, shout out, Lost Restaurants of Fort Worth is a book by Celestina Block. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's really cool. It has a lot of old photos. I think it was called Dave's, right? It's in the concrete. Steve's. Steve's. And it was in the, uh, it's still in the concrete. It says Steve's out front. Um, but it's I know been a lot there. about Lucille, so. Yeah. It's <laughs> been there forever and it's a really cool, there's a ton of history with that. It's across from the original, which yeah. is one of the oldest uh, Mexican restaurants in town. Um, so it's just cool. We like it. Go there, go to Lucille's, get it to go, get it on favor, do whatever. If there is a restaurant that you love, they are struggling right now to stay open, I guarantee you. And so um, tell them we sent you there. Um, it's awesome. Good stuff. All The whole menu is good. Lobsterama. I think they yeah. still do that. You know, it's lobster stuff. Um, it's fried green tomatoes. Mm-hmm. Very good. Um, so, yeah, that's our restaurant spotlight. Lucille's 4700 Camp Bowie Boulevard. I know you can get it on favor. I know you can yeah. get it some other ways. There's a lot of ways. If you're not comfortable, there's a lot of ways. Um, <laughs> you can do it. <laughs> so do you want to do the power rank or I want to talk about Chef's Table? What do you What do you care? Chef's Table. Let's do Chef's. So normally we'll do a power rank. We won't do it this episode. Um, but, we'll save but, that. Yeah, we'll save that because that's a good one. Um, and two, let's just, we'll put it out there, see what the listeners think. We're going to power rank Cheetos. Different types of Cheetos. Next time. Okay. So you got your crunchy, you got your puffs, flaming hot crunchy, paws. Um, oh, paws. I know. I forgot Should about Should we paws. rank this? <laughs> do you want to do it real quick? Real quick. Well, wait a minute What's because I don't one? see Chester's on there. But I didn't know if that qualified. Is it Chester? Is that the same thing? I think it's, it's the, same the same little thing. guy. Same little guy. So... Uh, flaming hot lime, extra flaming hot. This is off their website, by the way. I had to go to. Geez, official. Um, jalapeno, flaming hot puffs, the baked Cheetos. Yeah. And the white cheddar also we've had, um, before. So let's just go top three real quick. We're here. We might as well. Well, if Chester's involved with like the little. Chester's hot fries is what you're talking about. Chester's hot fries are one of my favorite go-tos. Um, then I'm going to go. That's not what, that's number one. That's not what I thought. What do you think? Puffs? Mm, uh, well, I just, that makes sense though. Cause we do like the hot fries. I like hot fries only when. Like, Which isn't a flavor that exists on earth, right? Flaming hot. It's just like chemicals, but it's delicious. No, it does make you feel kind of <laughs> bad inside, but, um, paws yeah. are really fun, but you yeah. got to find them. Yeah. Um, so I would go Chester's. Hot fries. Number one. And then I'm just going to go puffs and then crunch. Puffs and then regular crunch. Yeah. I'm going to go, this may be a wild card. I'm going to go pause number one. What? Yeah. Yeah. The, they're the best Because it's a balance of puffs, but you get a little more texture with the, like a crunchy because yeah. of the thing. And then yeah. it's also just paw shaped. So yeah. it's awesome. So cute. I'm going to go with paws number one. I know that might be, we'll probably have lose some listeners over that. That's okay. <laughs> they can leave. Um, number two, I'm going to go flaming hot crunchy. Yeah. And I'm not going to go limon. I'm not going to go <laughs> extra, extra hot. The, you know, classic. just tastes like nuclear power, whatever. Um, classic flaming hots. And then. It was a, it was between the white cheddar, which are good. Those are pretty good. And if I'm like trying to feel healthy a little bit, you know, like okay, white cheddar, um, regular regular crunchy, regular crunch for regular sure. Regular crunchy, just those, something about those it, hit right? different, man. 
Those are good. Awesome. Okay, so send us your power rank uh, Cheetos. We're very interested <laughs> in knowing, um, you know, what 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 you think. What what's your uh, power rank, Paul? Do you, you got anything on that? Pause. Flaming hot crunch, and then regular crunch. Yeah. See, okay. Because pause is the perfect yeah. combination of both crunch. It's a good mix and puff. I yeah. agree. I'm with you. Man, so I might change. You can't. You can't. Oh, man. No, there's no way. You cannot be swayed. No, no, set in stone already. No bandwagons. We're actually getting tattoos after the show. Are we getting little paws? Yeah, yeah. Well, I am. You're getting a well, I am too. We are. Oh, we are. I, mean, I could you're... get a little Chester. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could. A little Chester. Yeah. On like your hip. Like the girls used to get the Playboy bunny. You get like a Chester face. Um, that guy is cute. Moving on. Uh, so um, the last thing I wanted to talk about because, and Paul told me not to hit the table, but I keep doing it. The, um, if you, if you need need something to watch on Netflix, mm-hmm. Chef's Table, awesome, awesome show. Um, there's a ton of great episodes. Grant Ashatz in yeah. Alinea in Chicago, his whole story. Amazing. Um, Francis Malman. Um, who else? There's a ton of others from the old episodes. Their newest uh, season came out barbecue mm-hmm. focused. And it's got two people on there we love. One is uh, Tootsie Tominets. Yeah. I think I'm saying that right. Um, from Snow's Barbecue and Rodney Scott Rodney. in South Carolina, um, two different episodes. But um, if you're sitting at home, you know, you're listening to this, obviously, so you don't got much going on. Like, <laughs> you got time to go to Netflix, watch the uh, episode with Miss Tootsie at, uh, She's awesome. on, on there. So so what what is it about? What did you love about it? Well, it was I didn't really know her whole story. Yeah. And obviously, being in the barbecue world, we have heard, seen, yeah. hugged. We've met her. We thousands her. of yeah. times at events and whatnot. She's as she, they portrayed her so well in that because I felt like who we know is yeah. who they showed. Yeah. And like, obviously she's true to herself. So she's going to portray exactly who she is, but it was really cool to see her backstory. Cause mm-hmm. I didn't know like her husband and her had, uh, well, I don't want to spoil this, but like they've started out together technically and just watch it. And then, yeah. 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 Um, but it was really, but it was really cool to see like their partnership and how they started out because I was like, right. cause I even said to you, I was like, dude, they're like the original husband and wife team, which is <laughs> what, real. you know, I have yeah. on our Instagram husband and wife team. And like, that's really important to us. And I was like, I didn't even know that stuff. Yeah. And so that was, that was pretty cool. And then. Um, and so she's 85 years old 85, woman yeah. and, uh, still works, I guess. She's a, a janitor, custod- yeah, custodian. custodian during the week. Yeah. And she said Friday night she goes and puts on all the meat and Saturday yeah. morning, you know, people come out and in flocks. I mean, mm-hmm. and people it's show Snow's, up. Snow's barbecue in Lexington. Mm-hmm. They, they have been voted the best barbecue in texas by texas monthly well deserved yeah um and yeah she's a legend she's been doing it forever it's one of the places too they're open one day it's a it's an experience it is you know what i mean it's it's not a your restaurant like we're a restaurant or everybody else it's like it's a whole you know i don't know it's almost like a religious experience it is (laughs) like going there like you got to get there at like seven in the morning dude no Um, i think people get there earlier it's opens at eight i bet they get there at like five earlier i don't know Um, we need to do it it's closed we've never been um uh, what's that guy in new york i forget that guy in new york's name uh but he did barbecue in new york and we were at an event in austin and he drove to snow delaney daniel delaney Yeah. yeah and he uh 
he picked up a brisket and we had this beautiful plated lunch for food waste, Texas, which is a uh, awesome charity supporting Texas foodways and, you know, historical stuff. It's awesome. Look it up. But anyway, he brought just a snow's brisket to this awesome. thing, cut it with a, a pocket knife and it was delicious. It was really, I've never really good, had it. but I've never been, I've had the food, but I've never been um, there, but she's an 85 year old woman. She's just the most complete badass ever. Um, it goes into her story with her family and everything. And just kind of just the visuals of seeing Snow's barbecue, uh, Carrie, who's the owner there. Um, there's a guy Clay who also helps mm-hmm. uh, Tootsie and does a, a ton of work, you know, really, um, really nice guy from the couple of times I've met him. Um, and they just, you know, it's a place like, this is just what we do. And that's what was fascinating to me is like, she's like, this is what I do. It's not yeah. the, the thing of the chef of, you know, whatever it's, it's, it's different because she's passionate about it and she cares and you see the amount of work and effort and everything that goes into it, the consistency, all that. Um, but without all of the ego and without no, all of she's the, pure, man. without all of the, you know, all the other stuff that, yeah. that can be negative with that. And the, you know, and she, it says, you know, when they got Texas monthly best barbecue, they started crying and everything. And it was like this huge deal, but that's not what they, they weren't cooking for that. They weren't trying to they be were like, like, so surprised, yeah, get accolades. It's just, you know, she's been doing that for years and, and it's awesome. It's really cool. Um, the one thing that sucks is they're not open. You know, it's one of those places like right now they're not open because of COVID. I think they're shipping meats yeah. and stuff. I, I know Daniel Gold Vaughn Belly, got one, a brisket. On Gold Belly, I think you can order, mm-hmm. check out their website, um, Snow's Barbecue in Lexington, um, buy 20 t-shirt, do whatever you can to support them. Cause you know, Tootsie's 85. It's like, this is such a unique, you know, gym in the Texas barbecue and in the culinary world. Um, you know, hopefully it, it can survive this and everything. And yeah, I think they're doing good. I'm not saying anything like they're not doing good. I don't think anybody's letting them go away. No, but it's just, it's such a special thing. And then for them to be spotlighted by a chef's table is like, it's really cool. So, cool. you know, we're in our living room, like cheering. I cried the whole way Um, through it. (laughs) Yeah. And then, so it's awesome. Watch it. The same thing, you know, for different reasons, Rodney Scott's episode, he's a friend. We cooked, uh, at an event in, in Charleston, South. Carolina with him, his story completely different. You know, he's African American guy growing up in in kind of poor, you know, South Carolina. Um, his family owned a, a barbecue place. They do all whole hog barbecue, yeah. um, different style than you know what some people in, in Texas may be familiar with. Um, but it's an incredible story, mm-hmm. and then talks about how he's super now, nice guy too. Now he's opened a couple restaurants, I think, yeah. and. Um, you know, all that, but it, those were the only episodes we've watched. I'm sure the other ones are great, but yeah, we need to watch the other ones. Check those out. Super cool. Um, you know, and then again, support your restaurants. If, if you love a restaurant, if you love a bar whatever, um, they need you, you know? Yeah. So, um, well, do you have anything else? No, I was just going to say, uh, where to find us. It. Where can, where can people find Heimtime podcast? On the uh, Twitter is Heimtime podcast. And um, we'll, I guess we're going to have a YouTube too. Um, it's, we have a YouTube cause you, the, the 
video you already did, How to Slice of Briskets on there, Heim Time. Oh, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh, Heim Time. I think it's just Heim Time you search, and that's our channel. Um, subscribe, like, all that stuff. That video has like 3,000 likes. Yeah, and it's the worst point. sound ever, so I'm sorry. The audio sucks. It's not like Paul, you know, we're in here in the super nice studio and, yeah. and got the whole setup. So um, Heim Time Podcast, check us out. Um, we're doing a Patreon, too, uh, patreon.com slash Heim Time Podcast. We're going to do some cool stuff on there, but that's just another way you can support us, um, support us having guests on like Grady Spencer, some other yeah, friends we're going to have it's gonna on, be fun. Um, you know, and we can really try to make this a thing and hopefully it's cool. Send us your questions, send us whatever, if there's stuff you want us to talk about, um, you know, we're, we're open books. So um, we're really uh, appreciative. Thank you for yeah. listening. And, yeah, it was fun. Uh, you know, this is Thanks, it. Thanks guys. Yeah, yeah. Talk Thanks to so you much. soon.